All right, so in this letting go show, uh, here's what we're talking about. So I raised a point that sometimes we tend to cling to thoughts and behaviors and attitudes that can become obstacles in helping us move forward. And that there are certain challenges that can come our way that we can't make necessarily make the decisions to actually create change. And then I go, I, I really kind of <laughs> keep coming back to, we cling to our stories and identities. Now, Amy, um, what were some of the things you talked about? Um, some of them were my habits associated with my identity in biological research. Now what that means is that I had spent 10 years studying in science and mm -hmm. spent all that time and then I felt that without using all that education it was a waste and that I wasn't enough um, if I was to have a different career. Right. And so um, when I went through my divorce I um, felt I was no longer credible and that I was unworthy without all those the fancy the career the house the clothes the vehicles the vacations the house parties my dog <laughs> I'm nothing without it <laughs> and I felt you know I had this identity so when um, uh, I went through the divorce and gave up everything and just walked away from it I um, wanted to go into another business but this business had nothing to do with all my education mm -hmm. and I felt like I just wasn't enough and I felt like I was beneath other people um, and that certain jobs were beneath me mm -hmm. and anyway so I went to see um, a doctor and um, he told me this story about the swimmer and this swimmer is in the river and he, he's the current is too strong he can't swim any further and he's drowning he calls to somebody on the shore who happens to be a lifeguard walking there and he says help me help me I'm drowning and this this um, lifeguard lifeguard he's does he does he do this does he go and say are you a scientist are you a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> or are you just a plumber like he doesn't try and figure out you know what it is that that save the plumber <laughs> he doesn't try to figure out <laughs> what it is you know that this person does and what makes him important because he just goes out there because all life is equal all life is important mm. and then he told me you know you think about it um a scientist they have to go home at the end of the day and mm. I and go get their groceries and go to um, they eat? and they go they go to the to the movies and and they 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 um, there's other people that are important to them too yeah. in their life and I was just thinking about COVID right now I mean without all those people in the grocery stores you know right. risking their lives to so that we can eat you know, like we're all equal as human beings. It doesn't matter what we do. And I was, I had clung to this idea that I was only as good as what I did. Um, mm. You know. Or the labels or certificates or diplomas. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And so. Yeah. But you're, what are you saying? You're more than, 
You're, you're more than their diploma? I'm more than my diploma. <laughs> but that's a good point. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with plumbers. <laughs> and there's nothing. Yeah, we all. Boy, when you need a plumber, it's really good to they knock, ring the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're very important people to me. But, you know, this is M&M Monday. Did you know that? It's M&M Monday. M &M, it's a magnificent, so it's M&M Day. It's Magnificent Monday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yippee. <laughs> and there's not an M&M in sight. I went shopping and there's no M&Ms. Oh, okay. That was a smart thing. Yep. All right, so just give us a quick recap, Amy, from what we talked about in the last show. Well, in the last Greg and Amy show, <laughs> we talked about um, have, um, uh, dealing with pandemic grief and loss. Right. And we talked about a pivot point where we need to make a decision to pivot and redirect our attention or risk being left behind in fear, anxiety, or the tyranny of being disassociated from life. So we also ended where we talked about once you're done moaning and complaining and are ready to move forward and pick yourself mm. up, it's time to get busy living. So this is a, are you saying that this is a no Eeyore zone? <laughs> oh, bother. Uh, <laughs> Woe is me. Uh, <laughs> or, and, or, and there's no pig, po pig pen zone. Pig pen with a... With his blanket and the flies, uh, and, and the flies flying around his head, yeah, and it's no like a little cloud that would follow. <laughs> no more stinking thinking, right? All right, no more stinkers. So today it's the letting go show. Yay. It's time to let go, 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 go. Get over <laughs> the past and get busy living. That's what it's about yeah. today. A boot. It's a boot. That it's a boot today. that. So there's. So we should maybe we'll give a little context. We we got caught up in watching Yellowstone on an um, Amazon Prime in the second season. <laughs> we're up for the second cereals. season. It's and uh, in the last show of this of season two. And so, spoiler alert: if you're watching Yellowstone and you haven't got this far to the last episode of season two, then just pause and skip plug, ahead. Plug your ears and go plug la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a point where Jamie is going to kill himself because of his self-judgment. And uh, uh, his father comes forward, who's played by Kevin Costner, asking him to give up the gun. And um, uh, he says, you know, well, you know, you got to like the moment you let go of the gun, the old you has ceased to exist and the new you steps forward. So that kind of started us thinking about this whole issue of letting go and I was thinking about you know there's so you're out in the ocean and you come across this fisherman this this person maybe it's not a fisherman because a fisherman would have enough sense so it's not a fisherman uh, it's just a guy who's a luxury boat owner his boat is capsized it's sinking and he's scared shitless and he's clinging to his boat and you come across him and uh, he's clinging to the boat 
and he's saying rescue me and you so you throw him uh one of those uh, uh floaty things Lifesavers? A lifesaver, thank you. Floaties. A round donut. Floaties are not good sometimes. A round. <laughs> oh, jeez. A round. Oh. Sorry. Uh, I know. Just put a turd in the show. <laughs> Anyways, so this guy, so the review, a girl. There's this guy cleaned his luxury boat. He's sinking. He's clinging to yep. it. And he's saying, save me, save me. Okay, I'll save you. And you toss him a life Thanks, preserver. Like preserver, there you go. Thank you, lifesaver. It's a candy. A life preserver. And grab the life preserver. No, no, I got to hang on to my boat. You know, I put so much money into this boat. I, I've got still got 92 payments left on this boat. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, my, my, favorite, uh, my favorite blankie. <laughs> is inside. I, I, I can't let go. I'm gonna, I, by hanging on to it, I'm going to save the boat. No, you're going to sink with the boat. Because you see, he's clinging so desperately. He's got such a powerful story about his boat. He's clinging to the boat so much that he can't let, doesn't realize he has to let go of the boat to catch the life preserver. Yeah. And so he's going to drown. He's going to go down with the ship rather right. than, but no, because you got to take the risk. So let's just say it's a really stormy sea and he's being bounced around, but he's got to take the risk of letting go of the security of the boat that's currently keeping them afloat to risk because the, to let go of the boat to be able to swim toward the life preserver because life preserver has kind of pulled the, pulled away from him. He's got to swim a few lengths. To get to that life preserver, he's got to take the chance. He's got to believe in himself enough to let go of that freaking sinking, sinking boat and and garner up the courage to swim his ass off to get to the life preserver. <laughs> well, he has to, in order to do that then, he has to confront exactly what's going on and hmm. not be in denial, right? And just take a look at... Um, uh, his, the opportunities in front of him <laughs> and the implications of dying and sinking and um, look at his attachments to staying with this boat. Yeah. Oh, you know? I don't know you. Who are you? And uh, <laughs> can you give me your resume? I'd like to see If I let go of the sinking boat and grab onto your, onto, onto the life preserver, will you promise to pull me in? And if I get on your boat, are you going to promise to take me back to shore? <laughs> I mean, you don't, but your mind goes through that, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, your point about confronting, examining, and getting to a point of release, our point of the show that in order to start over and to get busy living, we have to let go. You know, we have to let go of our attachment. Right, our, to, to our, our story. Clinging. To our all that self-judgment and the guilt, blame, shame uh, games that we play in ourselves, and it these become an identity to us. Um, yeah. And it becomes an identity. Um, yeah, because the story becomes bigger than the situation. Sometimes our story about what happens to us 
becomes bigger than the actual actually what's going on and that's what keeps us stuck in the past yeah and it also is a complete distraction from being able to move forward and living fully and actually inhabiting our dream because we're so we're so caught up in clinging right right and when we cling it it kills our drive and our motivation right um, in that show it talked about uh, um, his identity as a failure right. right and how that killed his drive and motivation he to, just didn't want to live anymore no he didn't want he he wasn't even happy in his profession anymore yeah. as a lawyer um, his place within the family he just he was ready to give it all up yeah he really had a significant inferiority complex like, like through the, well, his through sister the, kept kicking him too and pulling him by the hair, <laughs> <laughs> calling him a loser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was I mean, a grown it, it, adult. Was, it was a pretty, it's a pretty graphic show, but yeah. I think, and uh, there's a point where um, John Dutton, played by Kevin Costner, says to him, Well, you know, your grandfather used to say that you can't fix a broken wagon wheel, but you can use the parts to make a new one. Right. So, so yeah. it's like saying um, the old you is left behind the moment you let go of your stories and your emotions. And the old you ceases to exist the moment you let go of your attachment to your identity and your story. Right. Because if you don't do that, you'll never see the broken part opportunity in the broken wagon wheel. That there's parts that you could that you can extract, that you can pull from the broken wagon wheel to make a new wagon wheel. There's parts of our old self, our old behaviors, and things that we can learn, right, from what's happened to us, that we can take those and turn it into a new us. Right, because everything up to this point in our mm. lives, all of our trials and our tribulations and our challenges of the past, yeah. they've tempered us to be stronger so that we can deal with this opportunity and challenge in the present and those in the future too. So we can learn how we got through and what works for us and how we learn and just um, extract that lesson and use it for our, our higher good. Right, but what does it take to learn the lesson though? I have to stop telling the story. Mm -hmm. I have to stop the self-judgment, the blame, shame, and guilt beatings. And I have to let go of my story, let go of my energy, let go of, yep. I have to let go. Being willing and ready to let go yep. and to be the observer and look at the situation for what it is, free from all that blame, shame, guilt beatings that we're accustomed to putting ourselves, flogging ourselves with. Um, oh bother! <laughs> so you know you just lost my thought. <laughs> Oops. Um, hmm, well, no, yeah, there's the old yeah, because there's the there's the Eeyore self-defeating. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh poor me. You know, life is rough. You have to like COVID sucks. Okay, there's no question about it. 2020 was bizarre. There are a few people. There are there are there are a few people 
few business owners that were able to adapt quickly. Breweries now make, instead of brewing beer, they're brewing disinfectant. But that's adopt. because they confronted the situation, examined what was going on and said, we need to do something different. What is it that the customers require? What's yep. the need? What can we fulfill? And they use their creativity and their imagination to come with, up with something that would save their butts. Because there was an opportunity laid before them. There was a shortage of, of, uh, of hand sanitizer. Yeah. And, but I wonder, <laughs> yeah, it makes me think about the whole you know, uh, d demand cycle. <laughs> you know, now everybody's loaded up on, uh, on hand sanitizer. I wonder if it's now there's a glut. A worldwide glut of hand sanitizer. We got more hand sanitizer than we ever had. I've ever seen in the house ever, <laughs> and we don't have that much. And masks. And we got we had, masks. We used to only carry two for when we were doing the garage, yeah. right? Sweeping yeah. out the garage. Yeah. And uh, um, or painting kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And and I I'm washing my hands more than I ever did in my life, and I think a lot of people are the same way. But you don't. You wouldn't adopt washing your hands more, using hand sanitizer, wearing masks, doing any of that if you didn't accept that. Okay, there's something scary going on. Life has changed. You have to let go of, to a certain degree, that you gotta let go of the fact of. Oh man, you know life is rough boy this is really bad it really sucks and, and you go about you don't wash your hands you don't sanitize you don't wear a mask you make yourself into a victim man i'm sick i don't feel well and we <laughs> have um attachment to our traditions right oh good point um whether habits or not, our habits whether or not we celebrated christmas together whether we had went on family vacations or celebrated Chinese New Year and everybody went out for soup as a family or something. All these these attachments to the way things were. Yeah. And we need to confront what is actually going on, examine the reality, you know, and then just Which get, is basically not get, clean. Get out of that, that fight or flight mode yeah. of just being scared all the time and having anxiety. Yeah. And use our our thinking skills to to um, come up with a way to preserve our health. Like if we're using right. COVID as an yeah. example, yeah. right? Yeah. But there's attachments to the old way it was. And so then we start talking about our freedoms and our rights to have things the way they were. And, you know, we have to get with the times and, and uh, look at what the reality is. Um, so that we can release our attachments to the old ways that are going to hurt us in the end. Right. So the the tagline to everything the last, you know, what, 20, 15 minutes that we've been talking here is stop clinging yeah. to the past. Stop clinging to what's not working. Stop clinging to the way, you know, I wish things were different. I wish this. I wish that and move get on because we have an opportunity to learn yeah from ourselves right yeah like to, to look at you know maybe none of us no no in first uh, people that coped with the pandemic in 1918 most of them aren't alive now 
There were a few, but most of them aren't al alive. And so we, we don't have anything that, that perhaps has affected our lives on the scale that the pandemic has in 2020. However, we do have other adversities that um, in our past that we can learn from, right? Right, we can learn from our resilience um, and the past, uh, our past capacity that we have as human beings right. um, to adapt. Mm -hmm. um, so when we have um, positive experiences, that gives us confidence in our ability to, and our capacity right. to change and exercise control over our lives. If you wanna take a look at H1N1, it wasn't as bad as to be compared right. with what we're going through right now with COVID-19, but it in itself was, was serious, right? Yep. Um, but we take a look at how we were able to come up with the vaccines and roll them out and um, the efficacy of those vaccines and how yep. it affected um, the population so that we could get better. Um, when I look at H1N1, I think about when I got it yeah. and my capacity you to get it. Um, live day to day and not give up and to just keep breathing and keep breathing. And mine lasted a month, not a week. Um, mm. You know, so it kept going and going. But I, I look at that now in my resilience and it gives me confidence to, right. to be able to accept, to go on with other challenges, to... Um, to take on other challenges to deal with my health because you I had say, to stop clinging to being a victim. Yeah. And and you had to exercise control. You had to assert control over your life. And you did, you know, you, you felt like something. crap and you but you yeah, you know, had to breed, you had to adapt and change and you had to get a nebulizer and all that. Yeah. You I had, had to do all that. There's all kinds of adaptations you had to make. Um I also learned um, that there was things we didn't do back then that we're doing now. Like mm. I was working in the post office at the right. time when I got it and somebody sneezed on me um, <laughs> that came just came out of the doctor's office. Yeah. And I got it and we didn't wear masks. We didn't wash our hands. There was wow. no hand sanitizer. That's um, true. I didn't go get the vaccine because you had to stand in line outside and I have asthma and it was like minus 25 huh. out. Um, and there was lineups of people who weren't supposed to be there in line mm -hmm. um, because people at risk were supposed to be in that lineup. So there was all these factors yeah. um, that I take it seriously if you wanna talk about COVID as, as our example here right now. Right, but right. You, you made I it through. from it. You learned from it, you adapted. You were resilient. So, I take it serious because I got kidney damage as a result of H1N1. So I right. take this serious. And I'm not out vacationing out <laughs> in Hawaii. You know, I'm not doing those things. I'm at home and we I'm We didn't painting. get together with, with our family for Christmas. No, Any we celebrations? didn't. As much as we wanted to get together with the kids, um, we each found our way to adapt. So it's about adapting and being flexible, yep. looking at the way things are now. Um, you know, without sitting there whining and moaning and complaining, we just getting on with life right now. Um, so you have confidence then. You have confidence in, in 
and faith in your ability to do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And so because of your experience, so all maybe uh, you, do, you can't relate to Amethyst's story of getting H1N1 and everything that she had to go through. I mean, uh, when I asked you about it a long time ago, you said you felt like it just about killed you. You felt like it was it was killing you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was, was tough. Well, it took a month. Yep. Right. Yep. So the thing is, is that all of us in our lives have, in one form or or another, faced some form of adversity, and certainly. 2020 and 2021 are still going to be filled with adversity, but we we can have some confidence that we have the ability to adapt because all we need to do is stay present, get focused, and get busy living. Let go of the clinging. It, you know, if if there's one thing that we've said in this show, if you take away just one thing, stop clinging to what's not working. So one of the things we wanted to do was to kind of perhaps expand and explore how what areas in our lives we tend to cling to. Now, Amy, you had some thoughts and ideas that we could we could explore. Right. I was thinking, um, first of all, about empty nesters. Mm -hmm. When the children grow up to be adults and move out on their own, there's this um, feeling that we've had the whole time that they were kids and at home was our feeling of being useful and feeling needed. And at some point, our, we have an identity um, and a story that we cling to that our being that feeling needed equates with self-worth mm. um, you know the kids move on the parents need to move on too with their life rather than waiting for the kids to fill that void up and sometimes we just cling to this to this thought that if we're not needed by the kids and they're off on their own enjoying life yeah. If we're not feeling needed, then we have no value. And we may sit, in, sit around and wait for them to be calling, waiting for them to come visit us, waiting for that next letter. Um, you know, we fill our time with, with perhaps, you know, doing, I, I can't think of anything right now. But um, that's, that's one of the situations I was thinking of. But relationships in general we've got all kinds of relationships we have family we have friends we have neighbors we have colleagues um, there's many relationships that we cling to and they may not necessarily be in our best interest um, they may be dysfunctional or mm -hmm. toxic and it's really hard to to um, move forward because there's so much involved with uh, um, ending relationships or changing the dynamics of a relationship, mm -hmm. changing the um, the way we interact with that particular person. Um, you know, those are all, all um, examples um, 
there's many changes we go through besides uh, relationships. Um, there's jobs and career changes. Um, some people may go from working and having a job to being an entrepreneur and having their own business. Right. Um, and speaking of businesses, right now, they're going through massive changes right. um, dealing with the COVID. But um, the business, it there's businesses that shrink. There's businesses that expand, and each one of them um, decisions need to be made. Uh, according to what the dynamics of what's happening within that business. Um, we have another example of health changes. Maybe somebody had an accident and got hurt, or maybe with old age, arthritis sets in and they can no longer um, do the things that they enjoy doing before. Mm -hmm. um, so there can be hmm. grief and loss over the loss of um, health but also grief from people passing away, um, even losing a relationship and uh, going through a divorce. Uh, that is a major loss, and sometimes it can be um, described as going through the death of a loved one because what's actually you're, what you're um, losing is the dream that you had together with that person. And mm. everything that you had looked forward to and were enjoying at that time, it ends. And so there's grief and loss. Um, so, hmm. yeah, um, did you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, the thing that kept running through as I'm listening to you, the thing that kept running th through my mind is Canada, how my identity can tend to form around uh, what I think about myself, but mm -hmm. also, but also about how I, uh, how I, how others see me, and how I think others see me, because there could be. I think that's what makes it hard to move on when we're worrying about what other people think about us and how they're going to perceive our actions. Um, and we have many perceptions about ourselves, and those things are going to change if we, if we change what we're doing and our circumstances. Um, that means right. the way we think about ourselves is that's also got to change. Yeah, you know, one of the things that popped into my head was that, you know, when a relationship ends, let's say a, a loving relationship. Okay. When that ends or, or say, um, someone goes through a major illness or someone goes, or someone goes through, uh, someone goes to jail, like someone commits a crime. Mm-hmm. Where it, what happens is it's in, in my experience, is that it sh it's like this shattering of this veil of who I thought that person was, who I thought I was, and who we were, who what and what I thought we were in that relationship. It's now all changed, and I think that that's the 
that's the that's the kind of the the head scratching the confusing part is sorting through you know who i thought i was in a relationship who i thought they were and who i thought we were that's a lot to deal with anytime somebody makes a change a major change in their life it's hard for the people that we interact with mm. to deal with that change because <laughs> they now aren't sure what their relationship is with you and how do they interact with you right and when one person changes it changes the dynamics of the people around them yeah um so it can be a small change it can be a large change it can be incremental changes yeah. Um, but it's going to have a ripple effect um, right. because we don't live in a bubble or a vacuum. You know, we live with other people. Hmm. And so um, sometimes we cling to uh. a particular way of being because we're afraid of the change it's going to ripple out. And the implications, um, sometimes they we tend to blow them up um, over the opportunities so we see opportunities to change but the implications we may cling to are fear of those implications okay that's great because I was gonna ask you like what I was gonna ask like what are we clinging to you know are we are we clinging to reality or are we clinging to a romantic notion or idea of what this relationship who these people are having to give up that that um, romantic notion of maybe right. it's who they were you know clinging to the who they were not who they are now oh, boy, oh, you boy. know and what is it I always used to say um, love doesn't coast on the memories of yesterday it's um, hmm. it's all dependent on your experience now I mean you could be could have been in a loving relationship at the beginning say the first 10 years and then things kind of weaned off for the next 10 years and then the last 10 years are just m miserable right and we cling to those first 10 years um, of who that person was like that, a romanticized afraid, notion yeah, you mean yeah okay and we fail to confront our reality of what we're in now and how massively uh -huh. it has changed um, because if we if we acknowledge that there's this big change and that mm. things are really maybe they're hitting you now you know or calling you names or whatever they're doing right um, maybe it has the dynamics of the relationship has changed and we have to confront that and examine that otherwise and we're not going to make forward movement. We're not going to um, we're not going to make decisions that need to be made because we just continue to cling to the way things were or the way we perceived they were. Well, that that's it right there. The percept how I think uh, <laughs> there's the way things are, and then there's my perception and interpretation. Everything is subjective. Thank you. Um, you know, you can have two people 
in an argument and each one will describe it yeah. totally different because they see it from um, a different point of view and they see it based on the self-talk that's going on in their head. Like what I'm trying to say is maybe they got this little voice inside saying, oh, yeah. Okay, she didn't sit down because she's tired after doing the dishes and just wants a break. She's actually sitting down because she's trying to manipulate me into uh -huh. doing the dishes. <laughs> you know, like you never know what's going on in their head. They're, they're like assigning you motives, you know, well, but you don't what? know. Like all the, the real reality is, is she sat down on a chair. <laughs> So you're saying that when I go and wash the dishes and you're not there that... I'm manipulating you into oh, <laughs> doing it yourself. Oh, oh. Right. No. Thank you for recording this podcast. <laughs> now we have it in writing, so to speak. But, no, but that's a great example, though. Sure, because we have this... Um, we cling to our self-talk. Because it's gotten us through up until now. It's it served us. Um, but it also may be a mental habit that has hindered us and gotten in the way of us making forward movement in our life. So the question is, why do we cling to those things if they truly aren't doing us any good? I have an idea. Okay. I don't know if that's right. Okay. I think we cling to it because we've created an identity. It's become a part of who we think we are. That the way the way we're perceived, the way we act, the way like I'm super mom. I have to be super mom for whatever reasons because if I'm not super mom, then X Y Z or everything's gonna fall apart. Uh, the neighbor's gonna think this way of me. Um, you know, I'm not gonna be able to be part of the PTA meetings, <laughs> whatever it is. Or he's aggressive. Mm hmm. A subjective assessment that someone's being aggressive. Maybe they're eager. Maybe they're anxious. Maybe they maybe they haven't been in a relationship where they could actually voice and speak their piece, and so they always have to jump in. I think what hmm. we're talking about here in general is the stories that are on going on in our head, the subjective self-talk in our head okay. that comes about as a result of the experiences that we have had in our life because we are who we are as a result of what we've gone through and the way we think is a result of hmm. what our thoughts that accumulated over the time as we went through those experiences every little conversation we've ever had every little thought we had that went along with that conversation formed us and shaped us into who we are and those stories are, can be like baggage that we plop down in front of us <laughs> on the floor in front of each other and say, this is, this is the wall that we put up. This is the, the wall of baggage. <laughs> they kind of one on top. All our luggage on top of one another. Baggage right? carousel of and my mind. To the point where you can't even see the person on the other side of your baggage. You got this nice wall of it. It's very nice in here. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's kind of small. It's kind of closed and it's kind of dark and dank. Dank, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, 
But the, the, again, I go back to this identity thing. My perception, my perception about how I see myself, my perception about how I think others see me. And then there's the way people actually see me, which is probably actually none of my business, what other people think of me. It's actually... It's uh, destructive. Yeah, it's, it's a very negative sort of um, energy draining. That's the mm -hmm. word I was looking for. Okay. It, it's a ne it's a ne what we would call life organi a net negative. That the no matter how much energy you put into it, the net effect is it's a ne it's a negative energy drain. So. You know, uh, we were earlier talking about um, uh, we have the opportunity to learn from ourselves um, and how we coped mm. with similar adversities in the past. Right. And I was just thinking about, I went to see my professor one time after um, my first marriage ended. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, um, if this ever happens to you again in a relationship, you can look back at this and see how well you did at mm. getting out. You, you were able to get a place, you were able wow. to get on with you went to school, you have, you're taking care of the children, even though you two are disabled. Um, you know, you can always look back at this. So I went on with life and 12 years later in a new marriage, that one's ending because again, mm -hmm. it was toxic. Mm -hmm. And I remembered what that professor said, mm. his name, I shouldn't say his name, but it, yeah, probably not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a, <laughs> it was a funny name. It was like a, a character on the Muppets. Anyway, oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, well, now I'm really. I'll curious. never forget. I know. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'll never forget what he said was that you can do this. You you've done it before. You were okay, and you got through everything that would come up that came your way. You know the um, the adversities. So yeah. I learned from my resilience um, and my capacity to adapt and this gave me confidence in my capacity to change and exercise control over my life. So I no longer clung, is it clung or clinged? <laughs> clung. Clung, no. okay. You, you didn't continue. Or... I don't know what's grammatically correct. Mm -hmm. I clung. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer clung to the idea that I had to stay in this relationship because I couldn't take care of myself, right? And that I couldn't take care of the kids and that I, I wouldn't be happy again without this person. So yeah. I had to let go of those stories that I told in my head in order to move forward. And I went on my way after and I did perfectly fine which also gives me the confidence now to know that I can make good decisions for myself, not chasing symptoms, but taking care of the problem before it gets out of hand. Yeah, this is, this is a really powerful story that you shared. And mm -hmm. if you don't mind, I'd like to make an observation. So uh, the nameless professor. Uh, <laughs> the Muppets professor. The mu uh, professor Muppet. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I want, I want to be Professor Muppet, <laughs> play with puppets all day. But, you know, Professor Muppet gave you 
a gift, really, mm-hmm. of insight, being able to see yourself through his eyes. And he also gave you a gift of confidence. And the, the thing that struck me as I was listening to you is how people speak into our lives all the time. And sometimes it's they speak positive, life-affirming, confidence-building things. And mm-hmm. sometimes it, it's gossip. Sometimes it's negative. Sometimes it's mean. Sometimes it's their insecurities showing up. And they're trying to uh, raise themselves above you by making you wrong so they can be right. It's just kind of twisted. But ultimately... I mean, people are speaking into our lives all the time, and we take it in. And if we don't, if we just accept it, it will make an impression on us and kind of infiltrate our thinking. And if we don't consciously take the time to think about, you know, whose thought was that? Where that? Where that thought come from? How did I like? You were very clear about Professor Muppet and what he said to you, right? That he... <laughs> I can't say that today without laughing. <laughs> but, but I mean, it... <laughs> I gotta tell you his name later. <laughs> My mind goes to wonder which one he was. But anyways, <laughs> I see all these Muppet popping up in my visual memory. But literally he spoke into your life and it's, it's very clear to you right it, it, it's a very powerful moment and it rippled forward mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about the ripple effect it rippled mm-hmm. forward to a time of time when you needed that so in, in that case you took something on that was very positive that built your confidence and you kind of like squirreled it away for later and you're able to use it again but the same thing can happen in a negative sense is the point I wanted to raise Mm-hmm. So we might, so the kids move away. You know, the kids are grown up, they go to college, or they get worse, they get married. They get married, have their own family, and, their and own they get busy. And they do their own thing. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. And one thing I learned about that is I got kind of zoomed out, like you do mm-hmm. when you're in a helicopter. And right. you're you're riding away and you can see the, mm. the land, you see more of the land. I was able to zoom out and see that you, I am <coughs> capable and other people are capable of being happy outside of a particular abusive relationship, that mm-hmm. life can continue, the finances that you're all tangled in, um, excuse me, the finances you're all tangled in, that that'll get rectified as you... Um, as you make your decision to change and that it's gives me the confidence to talk to somebody else who may be in the same situation and say listen um there's more to life than this and you are capable i mean if i can do it then anybody can do it right because i felt so stuck it was crazy but what i was stuck in wasn't the relationship i was stuck in my head I was my thoughts and um, what kept me in that relationship. There was so much going on in my head. I had these 
um, this list, this of pro list of pros and cons, too good to leave and too bad to stay, and why is that? And it came down to one final thing. It was a deal breaker. There was a deal breaker, mm-hmm. and what that deal breaker did, I had an identity built on that. Right. And once I was able to let go of that that thing, the worst thing ever. Um, when I was able to say, okay, that's a deal breaker, it I changed my mind completely. And your identity changed like that. Yeah. And that, that threw that list away. It yeah. didn't matter. It's like, like you flipped a switch. Yeah. Now the circuits were working, <laughs> so to speak. Like you literally, were re, you rewired your brain. You thought differently, didn't you? It was slow. I mean, change well, is slow. It wasn't in one big... <clears throat> monumous jump or anything but you're right there was like this catalyst there was this dawning and awakening that said you know it's time to let go right it's time to start over and to get busy living right and so I did it and I think it went very well mm-hmm. I guess there's one more thought I have as I was listening to you uh-huh. is that as human beings, we really are thinking, emotional, and insight assimilation machines. <laughs> We're like sponges. Mm-hmm. We're constantly absorbing the world through all of our senses. Mm-hmm. And then, as if that wasn't enough, just to take in the world through all five senses, then we got the audacity to think about it, <laughs> to chew on it, you know, like a cow chewing its cud. That's what happened to me when I changed careers. It took me a while. I had to think about this and think about this. I'm sitting in the lab. I'm doing research with science. And I was thinking about how much I I wanted to change my experience in my career. Mm-hmm. And... It wasn't until I went on a vacation and enjoyed myself so much and then had to come mm. back to my job that I realized I wanted to do something different. I wanted to have more fun in my life and I was going to figure out a way to do it and still have a business or a career, which happened to become a business. I became an entrepreneur. Right. And this, this, um, this change happened within me, but it was incremental. And I had to stop clinging to my parents' view that I needed to be this this credible scientific person who was, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, I had to give that up and say, okay, that was their dream, not my dream. I did well at it. And what skills can I take out of that and use to do something I do want to do? So I had to stop clinging to the ideas I had you know how could you possibly go to school for 10 years studying to be in science go work in a job in science and then just quit it all after all that how does a person do something like that because you studied for it you spent all that time and you're some people might look at it you're living the dream to actually have gotten an education and work and work in your chosen field yeah wow I chose that field and then 
Um, I made a, I did an about face march and found myself right a, a different business that I really totally enjoyed. Um, <coughs> but if we were to rewind what you just said a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. a few moments ago, <coughs> you said you know you said it was incremental. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you said it was incremental, but it, and the change the. Uh, adopting and becoming it was incremental. I agree with that. But there is an absolute lightning bolt moment. Oh, for sure. That I just um, don't want us to pass that by. Yep, there was. Like um, in the end of the second marriage, um, before I went into business, I um, wanted to... We went on this vacation and... We did all these interesting things with the kids and I wanted to create a business that I could do those same things in the hometown where I lived. Mm -hmm. We could have it all in one building kind of thing. And I thought, well, I I was at the same time, I was trying to decide if I wanted to stay in this relationship or not um, because I'm looking at a career change. Mm -hmm. And so we went to Mexico and the whole time that we were there for about 10 days, I think, it was a miserable vacation. <laughs> and we did nothing but fight. And it was kind of like the end of our relationship. And um, there was this, this switch. It said I was pursuing a career and I was ending a career and I was ending a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking at major change in all directions and you were embracing something you really wanted you were embracing becoming fully expressed a more fully expressed version of what you wanted for your life right I knew what I wanted less of and I knew what I wanted more of and I figured out how I was gonna get that so there's a great contrast in what you what we've just been talking about, mm-hmm. because you you talked in very you know in great great detail about what you were leaving behind, what you were didn't want what you wanted less of, but there's this big compelling dream that you uh, of a life that you had imagined and pictured for yourself that you wanted to create, and that's what moved you through the tough time of the transition. Mm-hmm. Because there my, was a lot. I would suggest there was a lot in that transition. Um, not just leaving the marriage, going through the court processes, dealing with uh, who sees the kids and who takes care right. of them, all the little games and stuff that they play on one another when um, at the end right. of a divorce, um, that kind of stuff. Sure, there was divorce stuff. There was clearing up the ends, the the, the loose ends of the career opening a business during 2008 right but all that all during that but through all that my point is through all that this compelling idea picture goal objective result whatever it is you want to call it that i could be happy (laughs) there you go that was out there and you were you were chasing that and you were not relenting on that despite all the phenomena the behaviors the obstacles that you just described Mm -hmm. you still i don't know you know 
that gets us through difficult periods, that there is something better on the other side. I think it's really important. I think the happiness idea that I could have joy that I, in my life, I could feel calm and peaceful, that was the experience I wanted to experience. The business and the divorce and all that, those were just goals. Those were things that I was doing to try to become happy and get right. this experience. Okay. But when I went through the divorce and everything happened and I had to close my business that I worked so hard for mm -hmm. um, and I lost my life savings and the whole thing, there's many roads to get to where I wanted to go. So I lost that stuff, but another window opened to me. And so right. there's many, you know, we can, there's many paths to get to what we want to experience. And it may be not what we thought it was going to be. But when I went through the divorce, I said to myself, he can take everything away from me, but he can't take right. my happiness. Nobody has that power over you. Right. You talked about there are many windows that opened. Mm -hmm. But if you hadn't taken action. Those just, windows might have still appeared, but you might not have recognized them. I wouldn't have went through them. them, yeah. So I think there's a very, uh, I don't I, use the word. Hmm? I had to let go of being the devoted, loyal wife who put up with anything and sacrificed everything, her health and her happiness, for the kid's sake. Hmm. Um I had to give that up. I had to give up the idea that I needed to be super mom, that I had to be the woman in the neighborhood that was all that in a bag of chips, um, that everybody looked up to, role model, blah, 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 blah. I had to let go of that role and that identity mm -hmm. that I had created in that relationship. Um, you know, just, I had to let it go and I had to step beyond the fear of what might happen if I do this right. and I had to believe in myself that I had my own back and that no matter what came up in my future I would deal with it and I wouldn't let myself down and that I was capable of dealing with it and that I could have a good experience and so I didn't have to know the end result in order to do it I just needed to take that first step and where it all began was when I said what now? I've had enough. What now? What's next? There's something more for me out there. What do I want to experience? And what's the vision? Yep. And so, um, gosh, I mean, that's a good place for us to kind of wind this up because how many times in this last 10 months have we said, now what? <laughs> oh, it's changing this year. This year has changed so much. We wake up in the morning and we know what we say. What's what now? Um, yeah, like what's what's changed overnight? Um, you know, uh, I won't get into it. But as reading some new information on on uh, on the on the on the vaccine. Anyways, there's always new there's there's new information and with how interconnected we are and all the how easy it is to distribute and redistribute information none of us have to be uninformed unless we choose to be and that's that's a different topic for another day but i think that the the real 
um, opportunity is is that we've seen massive change. The question is, now what? What are you going to do now? What's your... Does that make sense? Like, like now what? Are you... Like, am I going to... Am I going to stay stuck in COVID, in COVID confusion, or am I going to somehow try to work forward? Whether it's COVID, whether in right now you're in your, even though we're in the pandemic, relationship problems are rising to the surface, divorces are rising to the surface, uh, addictions are rising to the surface. Business uh, mental, changes. Mental illness is rising to the surface. Yeah. Uh, business failures are rising to the surface. There's a shit ton of to deal with. And there's people that we love and care about that are going through massive like questioning and confusion. So the question is, now what? And what I, where I, what I was thinking, Amethyst, is the, the, the answer to now what is in the present moment. In any given moment, we get to choose. The present moment is the only, we, if, if I'm present in the moment called now, I can choose something different. I always, every single moment of every day, I stand at a moment, uh, a, a kind of a, a, folk, a pivot point, a fulcrum of choice. Am I going to move forward or am I going to regress back? And I think that's that's the great that's the challenge. It's the opportunity. And I don't want to minimize it's not easy right now for any of us. Yeah, I think about all the people that are going through the things that we discussed, yep. right? But now they have to go through that in the midst of COVID. Um, exactly. And some of us are kind of like trapped. Yeah. Um, as a result. And nowhere to go because, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to uh, leave. So, so if you're an individual that really needs to escape a relationship, you need a bit of a, how, it, it's going to be more challenging to do it now than yeah, before because where do you where do you, where do you go? A plan is going to be important. Support is going to be important um, to help figure it out. Yeah. Um, there's. It's it's incredible what what was a challenge before has just it's become exponential now with the COVID. So. So if there's anything we can do to be of assistance to be a sounding board for for you dear listener or uh, answer some questions be happy to do it because sure don't stay in so ask the now what question as opposed to uh, you know I don't know I don't know what to do no explore well now what well or what if I could figure out a way to turn my business around what if I could figure out a way to get the kids to focus on the schoolwork? What if? And what if um, I could become independent? Mm. 
and not be dependent on these particular people in my life because of COVID. It's like um, I only associate with those people and talk with them and that so that I'm not lonely, but they're really not that good for me. Yeah. Um, there's other there's other choices out there. Yeah. And that's that's phenomenally hard at this time to and do. And you it. don't have to do but the thing is you don't have to do it alone. No. So if you can't reach out to us or don't want to reach out to us, reach out to someone you trust or someone you know that's successfully done what you've done. So if mm. if uh, uh, you want to leave your relationship for your, because you just have to for your own safety or well-being, whatever, who do you know in your life or who... Which of your friends might know somebody that's been able to extricate themselves from a relationship and, and have done it successfully and moved on? Because there's lessons and insights that they have. Yes. Um, when I, after my first relationship ended, I had mm -hmm. to go to a women's shelter right. um, briefly. And there was a lady there that was a cook. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. she was a <laughs> big influence on me. Because she had gone through it, times, she had yeah. gone through it all, oh, okay. and she, I was able to talk to her and <laughs> ask her, well, what did you do in this situation? Did this ever happen to you? <laughs> do you know anybody else that this happened to? <laughs> and she was, she was, um, uh, had this wealth of information, and she gave me courage and hope yeah. to that things were could be better, and she said. that maybe one day I could be happy with another man who treated me good. Yeah, so maybe um, for you, dear listener, maybe one day you can rebuild your business. Maybe one day um, you can find a relationship. Maybe one day you look back and see this as your turning point because you refuse to shrink. You refuse to allow your circumstances to prevent you from stepping into what you know you're capable of achieving. You owe it to yourself. There's more in you than you can possibly imagine the trick is to spend time with yourself and give yourself the gift of what if and now what. And I think this is a good place to end this conversation. <laughs> and uh, It's been fun. I think, uh, yeah, we'll uh, discuss more about this um, the changing the way we think and what we cling to in the next, uh, in the next show. show. Excellent. So welcome to starting over. I think this is show number three. Just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note, we said we were going to do this weekly, and we did, but we didn't realize in the last, second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast, it only played on Spotify. And it that didn't work for us because our listeners are not right now aren't on Spotify. So we changed it and uh, took the music out and then 
relaunch that episode so it would go out to your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it and so mm -hmm. thanks for listening we've, we've got uh, a number of people listening we appreciate that so today this is about the year 2021 and it's about this episode we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle now this is going to be a four-part episode part one we're going to be talking about creating uh, forward movement is all about shaping your mindset and we'll get into that in the first part part two we're going to be talking about how your own point of view we're going to explain how your frame of reference and your, or your point of view you need to look at it if you're looking at it from a business perspective you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner in part three we're going to be talking about business models 101 which is basically all about the a business model is basically how you create an experience a prof an experience for your customer that's also profitable for you and in part four we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how uh, fear of missing out isn't isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we want to present to help you create uh, it's called layers of confidence and then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world so that's just kind of a quick overview although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that but uh, we just want you to we'll try to put the timestamps in here so if there's a particular I'll put the timestamps in the show notes so if you want to jump ahead to a particular section you can do that this this will probably be a little longer show perhaps we don't know uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're what you're diving into so hang on here comes part one <laughs> so welcome to starting over I think this is show number three just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note we said we we're gonna do this weekly and we did but we didn't realize in the last, second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast it only played on Spotify and it that didn't work for us because our listeners are not right now aren't on Spotify so we changed it and uh, took the music out and then relaunched that episode so it would go out to your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it and so mm -hmm. thanks for listening we've, we've got uh, a number of people listening we appreciate that so today this is about the year 2021 and it's about this episode we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle now this is going to be a four-part episode part one we're going to be talking about creating uh, forward movement is all about shaping your mindset and we'll get into that in the first part part two we're going to be talking about how your own point of view we're going to explain how your frame of reference and your, or your point of view you need to look at it if you're looking at it from a business perspective you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner in part three 
we're going to be talking about Business Models 101, which is basically all about, the, a business model is basically how you create an, exper a prof an experience for your customer that's also profitable for you. And in part four, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how uh, fear of missing out isn't isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we want to present to help you create uh, it's called layers of confidence and then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world so that's just kind of a quick overview, although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that. But uh, we just want you to, we'll try to put the timestamps in here. So if there's a particular, I'll put the timestamps in the show notes. So if you want to jump ahead to a particular section, you can do that. This, this will probably be a little longer show, perhaps we don't know. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're, what you're diving into. So hang on, here comes part one. <laughs> so welcome to starting over I think this is show number three just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note we said we we're gonna do this weekly and we did but we didn't realize in the last, second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast it only played on Spotify and it that didn't work for us because our listeners are not right now aren't on Spotify so we changed it and uh, took the music out and then we launched that episode so it would go out to your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it and so mm -hmm. thanks for listening we've got uh, a number of people listening we appreciate that so today this is about the year 2021 and it's about this episode we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle now, this is going to be a four-part episode. Part one, we're going to be talking about creating a forward movement is all about shaping your mindset. And we'll get into that in the first part. Part two, we're going to be talking about how your own point of view, we're going to explain how your frame of reference and your, or your point of view, you need to look at it. If you're looking at it from a business perspective, you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner in part three we're gonna be talking about business models 101 which is basically all about the a business model is basically how you create an experience a prof an experience for your customer that's also profitable for you and in part four we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of things some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how uh, fear of missing out isn't isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we want to present to help you create uh, it's called layers of confidence and then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world. So 
that's just kind of a quick overview, although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that. But uh, we just want you to, we'll try to put the timestamps in here. So if there's a particular, I'll put the timestamps in the show notes. So if you want to jump ahead to a particular section, you can do that. This, this will probably be a little longer show, perhaps, we don't know. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're, what you're diving into. So hang on, here comes part one. <laughs> so welcome to starting over. I think this is show number three. Just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note, we said we we're going to do this weekly, and we did, but we didn't realize in the last, second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast, it only played on Spotify. And it, that didn't work for us because our listeners are not, right now, aren't on Spotify. So we changed it and uh, took the music out and then relaunched that episode so it would go out to your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it. And so mm -hmm. thanks for listening. We've, we've got uh, a number of people listening. We appreciate that. So today, this is about the year 2021. And it's about... This episode, we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle. Now, this is going to be a four-part episode. Part one, we're going to be talking about creating uh, forward movement is all about shaping your mindset. And we'll get into that in the first part. Part two, we're going to be talking about how your own point of view, we're going to explain how your frame of reference or your point of view you need to look at it, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner. In part three, we're gonna be talking about Business Models 101, which is basically all about, the, a business model is basically how you create an, exper a prof an experience for your customer that's also profitable for you. And in part four, we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of things, some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how uh, fear of missing out isn't, isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we wanna present to help you create, uh, it's called layers of confidence. And then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world. So that's just kind of a quick overview, although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that. But uh, we just want you to, we'll try to put the timestamps in here. So if there's a particular, I'll put the timestamps in the show notes. So if you want to jump ahead to a particular section, you can do that. This This will probably be a little longer show perhaps we don't know uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're what you're diving into so hang on here comes part one <laughs> all right so in this letting go show uh here's what we're talking about so i raised a point that sometimes we tend to cling to thoughts and behaviors and attitudes that can become obstacles in helping us move forward and that there are certain challenges that can come our way 
that we can't make necessarily make the decisions to actually create change and then I go I I really kind of <laughs> keep coming back to we cling to our stories and identities now Amy um, what were some of the things you talked about um, some of them were my habits associated with my identity in biological research now what that means is that I had spent 10 years studying in science mm -hmm. and spent all that time and then I felt that without using all that education it was a waste and that I wasn't enough um, if I was to have a different career right and so um, when I went through my divorce I um, felt I was no longer credible and that I was unworthy without all those the fancy the career the house the clothes the vehicles the vacations the house parties my dog <laughs> I'm nothing without <laughs> it <laughs> and I felt you know I had this identity so when um, uh, I went through the divorce and gave up everything and just walked away from it I um, wanted to go into another business but this business had nothing to do with all my education mm -hmm. and I felt like I just wasn't enough and I felt like I was beneath other people um, and that certain jobs were beneath me mm. and anyway so I went to see um, a doctor and um, he told me this story about the swimmer and this swimmer is in the river and he, he's the current is too strong he can't swim any further and he's drowning he calls to somebody on the shore who happens to be a lifeguard walking there and he says help me help me I'm drowning and this this um, lifeguard lifeguard he's does he does he do this does he go and say are you a scientist are you a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> or are you just a plumber like he doesn't try and figure out you know what it is that that save the plumber <laughs> he doesn't try to figure out <laughs> what it is you know that this person does and what makes him important because he just goes out there because all life is equal all life is important mm. and then he told me you know you think about it um, a scientist they have to go home at the end of the day and mm. I and go get their groceries and go to um, they eat. and they go they go to the to the movies and and they 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 um, there's other people that are important to them too yeah. in their life and I was just thinking about COVID right now I mean without all those people in the grocery stores you know right. risking their lives to so that we can eat you know like we're all equal as human beings it doesn't matter what we do and I was I had clung to this idea that I was only as good as what I did um, mm. you know or the labels or certificates or diplomas yes mm. yeah Wow. and so yeah but you're what are you saying you're more than you're, you're more than their diploma I'm more than my diploma <laughs> but that's a good point yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with plumbers. <laughs> and there's nothing. Yeah, we all. Boy, when you need a plumber, it's really good to they knock mean the doorbell. <laughs> yeah, they're very important people. All right, so here we are talking about part one, which is about creating 
forward movement, which is all about shaping your own frame of reference, what we call frame of reference, or another way of thinking about it is point of view, but it's really about shaping your conscious mindset. So this is for really anyone. We're going to be speaking about this from a business owner's perspective to a certain degree, but whether you're an employee or you're working on your second act, like, you know, maybe you're maybe going into retirement this year, or maybe you went into retirement in 2020, uh, kind of like the official crossed the line age-wise like I did in 2020. Or yeah, you may be going into business because you're changing a career or maybe your children have grown up and you're an empty nester and you're ready to get on with a career. Right. Um, so second act might be uh, many things. Exactly. So we're in our second act too. And by the way, my name's Greg Dixon. And that other voice you just heard was Amethyst my, Dixon. Amethyst. Uh, we should, they forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, you make, that's a good point. There's lots of different second acts. Uh, a lot of, you know, I think the whole world's going through a gigantic second act crisis right now. Mm -hmm. We've got all this stuff that's happening is really interesting we went back through some of our older episodes amy today yeah and we came across uh one episode from we put out uh in november of 2018 that was right that was when we were first starting getting ready for 2019 mm -hmm. and we that's talked true. about we talked about chasing happiness versus meaning and mm -hmm. uh it, it was amazing the amount of traction it got we were just we were shocked to look at how popular that particular show was. And so we it kind of brought it forward in terms of starting over in 2021. Uh, we thought like, okay, if we're gonna talk about it in the context of 2021, we have to talk about, you know, chasing happiness versus me. What's the difference? So we're gonna talk about, we're gonna dive into that now. Uh, and I just got really a personal story. Just real quickly, I've been through lots of economic adjustments over the course of my lifetime, you know, and I won't go into the nitty gritty details, but I think I've seen six major economic or uh, financial crises in the world or in my own life over the course of my lifetime. And I've, I've uh, always managed to pivot my way out of it and figure it out. But this one, it's really, it really was puzzling to me until the last couple of days when I began, I, re, I forget where I read, read it. Uh, I think a psychologist was talking about that th it's important, some article I read, it's important to understand the difference between when you're mulling something over versus obsessing over it. And so, and sometimes when we, if we're mulling when I'm when I when I've been caught up in mulling, saying "Holy crap," I've I've been through a lot of different financial and business crises in my life, but I've never faced a crisis where your entire business, your the demand for your business evaporated, where there's no where there's the market demand is so unpredictable because of. COVID-19, the lockdowns and health measures and all that, it was really confusing. And so I found myself just kind of mulling and mulling and mulling and mulling. Right. And mulling is um, 
it's something that you think about deeply mm. at an at a length mm-hmm. um and we learn a lot from um the time that we spend mulling um and that's different than obsessing well okay um obsessing is like uh um you can't you're in storytelling and you're you got this self-talk going on and and you can't get it out of your mind and you keep going over and over like a hamster on a wheel um sounds like a lot of judgment projection probably yeah and i think mulling well i mean mulling um you can also get stuck in that dark side of it too um yeah but when we can look at it as an observer Mm. and take a look at what happened what is going on the circumstances and go through the process of learning about what's happening right so but i think that you know what something you just said just triggered in me that the other trap i got caught up in is i was kind of waiting for things to get back to normal mm. <laughs> and every single day it's like what's the surprise going to be today what's the new news about whatever now we got vaccines now we don't have vaccines because they're paused and <laughs> right and we can mull over um something uh looking at all the our losses and what didn't work or we can mull over the various possibilities very good point. so that brings up the um, point about consuming versus coasting yeah you know we can spend time um coasting and thinking about everything that went wrong and what's not going right and how your hands are tied and your business is falling or shrinking or it may be expanding um or you're in lockdown and you're bored out of your skin so you're you're doing something just to keep yourself busy or you're sleeping a lot or you're binging on netflix or you're listening to great podcasts like this one Yeah, so that's consuming and coasting and just sort of getting yourself through. Um, right. You know, kind of like a, um, a diversion, just something to keep you occupied. Yep. Yep. Or you can, rather than, be, rather than be mulling over what's not working, you can take a look at the possibilities as an observer and start creating and getting into action. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because creating... Um, but that that it does make sense because what you're saying so if i heard you right it's okay to be mulling things over to be Mm -hmm. examining and reflecting on things deeply yeah thinking deeply about it but then when we're in when we're coasting or we're consuming we're kind of in that we're not really doing anything may not be doing anything constructive we're just trying to get to get by to get through to endure whatever and whereas creating, to create, the act of creation is our most powerful, I think, human characteristic. I think that's where we get back into the topic of happiness versus meaning. Right. Um, when we're consuming, we're trying to chase happiness, those moments of light, you know, the, the good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's very fickle. It comes, it goes, happiness. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like... Uh, it's just a coasting thing where we're we're chasing after the little hero cookies and um, whereas when we're creating we're thinking about what it is we want to experience what brings meaning and significance to us 
So we're looking at the higher picture. We're looking at, um, you know, we're kind of zooming out like you're in a helicopter looking at the, the land below and we're working on the business rather than working in the business. We're using our higher thinking processes. So that's creating so that we can create forward movement and we can figure, do problem solving using, um, you know, this is our situation with the pandemic right now. Businesses are, are having to pivot and think about what they're going to do in mm -hmm. response to what's going on. But it's not just in business, it's the business of life too. Mm. You know, we're all having to pivot and say, look at what's, you know, the, what's normal now is different than what was a year ago. And we're having to, um, we can either mull it over and, and be sitting in our, um, in our sweats, um, watching TV and eating ice cream, <laughs> or we can, um, be moving forward in the direction that we want to go, um, in conjunction with the restrictions that are now in place as a result of the pandemic. Right. I mean, the picture that was kind of forming as I was listening to you there is about the the thing that's really unusual about 2020, mm -hmm. and will and I think will continue to be unusual and different in 2021 is our continuous our, the continuous need to reinvent, to rethink, and to figure out how the hell we're going to cope with all the changes and all the interruptions that's taking place in our lives and with our neighbors, with our families, with our friends, in our business, in our community, in our government, in our healthcare system. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's a lot. It is a lot to take on and to think about. Yeah. Um, it's uh, no wonder that, you know, a lot of us are, we're kind of stuck right now, um, you know, because we don't know what direction to go. We, we don't know what's coming at us, what challenges are gonna be that, next day you know everything seems to be changing on a daily basis right um you know one minute um you know vaccines are coming in and the next minute there's no more vaccines um it happens over a course of a day um so mm -hmm. you wake up in the morning and you don't know what to expect so um it's easy for us to just lose sight of what it is that we want to experience um and we just kind of get stuck in a rut um right because it says we're going we're, we're either mulling something over trying to make sense of it or we're just avoiding and, and kind of coping by coasting and trying to get through or we can choose to create we can choose to try to build something that's never been built before to create something for ourselves that we've never yeah. done before now that being said <laughs> We're going to be limited by our mobility. We're going to be limited by perhaps our income and the changes that have come about there. We're going to be limited by health orders. So, I mean, it's easy for us to talk about. Well, we understand the complexity of it because we're living it too. Mm -hmm. And so... But we're flirting. We're flirting with the, um, the search for what's next. <laughs> yeah, right. we, it's like, okay... Like we we're out for a nice walk in the woods, and we're enjoying <laughs> frolicking in the autumn mist. <laughs> I got a whole song going in my head now. Thank you very much. 
in the land of Honolulu. Anyways, <laughs> I won't sing for you. Um, but we're going through this nice walk in the woods and we come up to this really, we come to this cliff edge. Mm. And we go, okay, now what? What's, the, what's next? How do we handle this? You know, and it seemingly, it looks like there's no, there's no way down. Well, there's even no a bridge, you know, sometimes we see this big gap and we right. can't find the bridge to cross. Yeah. Um, so what we want to talk about is in the search for what's next. I mean, like I said earlier, I've seen in you know, the course of my lifetime and bis- number of businesses and the hundreds of clients I've worked with, I've noticed some patterns and one of, you know, and I've made lots of pivots in my life and in businesses. And the one thing that's, I think there's three things that are true that we're gonna talk about now. And the first thing is, at some point, you have to let go. At some mm-hmm. point, you just have to release, let go of your attachment and your judgment around what's changed or your failure or the loss. And the trauma. Yeah, you brought that what, up. When, yeah, the trauma of what uh, you go through. Um, mm. What you think, the way things used to be, the way things are now, um, all those losses, they can be very traumatic. Like in 2008, when I went through my divorce, my kids grew up. I had changed my career to go into this business. <laughs> With the divorce, I had to close my business, which took me, which took me two years to set up. Right. Um, it was going phenomenally, and then I had to close it. I mean, talk about loss, you know. Absolutely. Um, when you go through each one of those things, it's one, it's it's a trauma in its own way. Mm-hmm. But then when you have this um, this mixture of all losses, I found it very difficult, and it took me a while to um, let go of everything that had happened to me and say, mm. okay, well, am I going to sit here and... Um, uh, think over and over about what went wrong and what I could have done right and maybe this I should have done that and I would shit all over myself <laughs> um, which wasn't so nice and then I at one point said okay there's got to be something else I can do um, these are my these are my qualities and this is what I've learned these are my skills um, what can I do now what's next so I had to let go of that self-judgment of failure. Um, mm. The situation wasn't my fault. It, it just happened, all those things right. at once. So I had to let go of the trauma and the loss and start to look over, um, make a decision to start over again. And that was a mindset. That was something that I had to, um, it's like this, I had to make a decision. Yep. And I had to, um, the word uh, um, I can't think of it it's simple the word is as simple as the word dog um, no yeah so I had to make a decision to start over and right a commitment that's the word I had to make a commitment to myself I know that was a those really C words word. are terrible <laughs> but you know that's interesting as you talk about that because I think the other thing that we've been hearing a lot lately in 2020 since i mean really since march Mm -hmm. mid-march when lockdowns first started to happen here in canada is okay when things get back to normal you know when we know what 
when uh, when summer comes around, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. When you know, and then summer came around, and it was just an explosion of hordes of people. I mean, uh, waiting for things to get back to normal and the way things used to be is a thinking trap. It's a dangerous. Oh, it's we, a dangerous. It's it's tempting, and I totally understand that that's what we want. But it could take forever. You know, um, well, not forever, forever, but, you know, it could take a very long time and we'd be just sitting there coasting and waiting and not doing anything, yeah. um, just waiting for things to go back to normal again. And in the meantime, um, you know, we're, we're not having, we're wasting days, days and months and And that's the most years. precious commodity we have is our time. It's time we can't get back, right? Correct. So do we want to continue to be... Um, Consuming and coasting and um, mulling over what um, the failures were and our losses and the trauma, or do we want to get on with the next thing, start over? Um, Thank you. That because that's the second point. The mm-hmm. second point is is that once you've let once you let go of the way you know the way things used to be or your failure or your loss, you have to make a decision to actually start over. And we think starting over is a mindset it's 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 saying okay i'm gonna start over i believe enough in myself to start over and i think one of the things as i was listening to you er, you know a few minutes ago i was thinking one of the there's a whole ton of stuff we have no control over during the pandemic I mean, we, it's always been that way, but there's a lot more things happening in our lives in 2021 that we have zero control over. We can only choose how we're going to re- we're either going to react or respond. But right. there are things we do have control over. Right. We, we always can only control ourselves. Correct. Right. We can't control those other circumstances. Right. Um, our hands are tied in that regard. Um, but like you said, mindset. That's very important, and we yeah. have to um, change the way we think, and we have to go from being um, stuck where we were in the situation of, um, and move forward and cultivate new characteristics. Right. Um, That's a good point. We have to cultivate the characteristics of being an explorer, yeah. right, to look for new things, just like in Star and Trek. And <laughs> this is point three, by the way. Yes. Um so being an explorer, you know, a prospector and a pioneer. And this is what happened in 2008. Mm. Um, I closed my business in 2009. Um, I, I was mulling it over and I was oh, yeah. grieving. And then 2010 came along and I opened another business. Mm-hmm. And I spent that whole year, 2009, wondering what it is, what's next. What am I going to do? And recouping. But I had to move forward. Right. And so one of the things that I can say, in my experience, the many business owners from over 35 different industries that I've seen, the ones that got what they wanted Mm -hmm. had the characteristics of being a a curious explorer, a bit of a prospector. They're willing to get dirty, dig in, figure out what needs to be Mm -hmm. done. And they're willing to pioneer and try something totally new mm-hmm. now 
the thing that does the, the, the thing that was different with them though is that they would they would explore they would do prospecting work they'd be uh, uh, trying to analyze things and pick things apart but then they'd be willing to take risks and be a pioneer they never let go of their ultimate objective and goal and vision Mm. But they were infinitely flexible in how they got there. And if you've been listening to this podcast uh, at all for any length of time, we talk about that a lot. Is you, you need to be crystal clear about where you want to go, what you're trying to create, but be infinitely flexible in the house. If we get rigid, especially during the pandemic, if you get rigid and fixated about how things have to be, <laughs> It's not going to be fun. It's going to be painful, and progress is going to be slow, if you at all. Fall behind. Yeah, because um, things have changed. Your customers, the way they think today, is different than they thought a year ago. Mm-hmm. The way you think today is different than you thought a year ago. A lot as of an us are in survival mode. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And if you're, if you just, if you retired in twenty twenty. You had a certain view of how life was going to be, then poof, along comes this pandemic that says you can't travel, you got to self-isolate and blah, blah, blah. Okay. We had yeah. we had friends that were uh, uh, in other uh, parts of the southern U.S. that came home early uh, in March because of the pandemic. And so they've had to adjust uh, uh, their priorities. So, again... Um, Sometimes it means getting out of our comfort zone if we're going to be pioneering forward, um, exploring what's next. We have to get out of our comfort zone and we have to put our foot forward and we can't be knowing what the end result is going to be in order to take that first step. But uh, getting into action, yeah, it requires um, a change in your thinking. And get out of the woe is me um, storytelling and all the negative self-talk that goes along with that um, decide to move past that examine it confront it and just look forward to the future find out what your future is figure out what it is you want to experience and then find a way to be um, you know you need to be ready and willing to make the changes um, it's there's many paths to get to where you want to go and you have to be willing and ready to take, to pivot and take the different turns when you come to a, a, a wall to, to say, okay, that didn't work. Look at the feedback and say, I'm going to try this instead, instead and learn from whatever it is that happens. Yeah. It's all uh, the learning curve. Yeah, you talk about a wall. Yeah. Sometimes those walls are people. Mm-hmm. We run into <laughs> people in the grocery store or people family and friends or lives are like a wall and i've noticed i just had a picture there's two types of people that that go out in public these days mm-hmm. it's like uh there's the people they walk around like they're wearing a sumo wrestler's body uh, inflatable bodysuit they're trying to they, they kind of keep their space right they 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 they, they social they physically distance and they kind of you know stay in their own space they kind of avoid you or whatever but and so it's like the sumo wrestler okay and then there's the prickly pear 
you know, <laughs> there's the people out there that are really, you know, they, they look grumpy as hell. They're, very, they're like a man on a mission. They're going to blow through. And if you're standing in their way, they don't care. They just barge right through. And if you dare say anything to them. Um, they have an emotional eruption. They, they just like can't handle it. So beware the prickly pear. And, I, you know, it kind of gives you, kind of gives me um, comfort when I see a sumo wrestler. <laughs> Somebody I never thought their... of them as a sumo wrestler before. My image in my mind was playing dodgeball with the zombies, well, the apocalyptic yeah. zombies of COVID. Right. But yeah, it's so that was a bit of a squirrel, but it uh... was. <laughs> but it, it it was quite entertaining for me <laughs> between my ears. So you know, again, what are what are the things that you want to explore, cultivate? Uh, these three personalities, these three characteristics of being an explorer, being mm -hmm. a prospector, mm -hmm. and what what could you pioneer? What could you do differently and pioneer? That's, and you might be surprised. Yeah. You might be shocked at the potential that lies within you, your family, or your business. I like what you said about um, doing something different. Mm. Um, that is something that's really valuable when in the middle of this pandemic in business um, is looking at what the needs are of the consumer and seeing what you can supply that right. where, where's where's the gap and what yep. can you supply um, to your consumer that they're not getting somewhere else. Or what's the problem that you didn't that solved. they didn't have before but they have now you might be able to help them with and we'll talk about that a little sure. bit later but i think we should pause here okay. uh, take a brief break and then we'll start uh part two which is understanding uh your customers frame of reference or their point of view as well as your own so uh, stay tuned uh, there's more to follow so welcome to starting over i think this is show number three just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note we said we we're gonna do this weekly and we did but we didn't realize in the last second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast it only played on Spotify and it that didn't work for us because our listeners are not right now aren't on Spotify so we changed it and uh, took the music out and then relaunched that episode so it would go out to your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it and so mm -hmm. thanks for listening we've, we've got uh, a number of people listening we appreciate that so today this is about the year 2021 and it's about this episode we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle now this is going to be a four-part episode part one we're going to be talking about creating a forward movement is all about shaping your mindset and we'll get into that in the first part. Part two, we're going to be talking about how your own point of view, we're going to explain how your frame of reference or your point of view, you need to look at it. If you're looking at it from a business perspective, you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner. In part three, we're going to be talking about business models 101 which is basically all about the a business model is basically how you create an experience, a profit, 
an experience for your customer that's also profitable for you. And in part four, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how uh, fear of missing out isn't isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we want to present to help you create uh, it's called layers of confidence and then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world so that's just kind of a quick overview although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that but uh, we just want you to we'll try to put the timestamps in here so if there's a particular I'll put the timestamps in the show notes so if you want to jump ahead to a particular section you can do that this this will probably be a little longer show perhaps we don't know uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're what you're diving into so hang on here comes part one <laughs> So welcome to starting over. I think this is show number three. Just as a bit of a uh, housekeeping note, we said we we're going to do this weekly, and we did, but we didn't realize in the last, second show when we added full music episodes to the podcast, it only played on Spotify. And it, that didn't work for us because our listeners are not right now aren't on Spotify so we changed it and uh, took the music out and then relaunched that episode so it would go out through your favorite podcast player so you could listen to it and so mm -hmm. thanks for listening we've, we've got uh, a number of people listening we appreciate that so today this is about the year 2021 and it's about this episode we want to talk about unraveling your pandemic puzzle now this is going to be a four-part episode. Part one, we're going to be talking about creating a forward movement is all about shaping your mindset. And we'll get into that in the first part. Part two, we're going to be talking about how your own point of view, we're going to explain how your frame of reference or your point of view, you need to look at it. If you're looking at it from a business perspective, you need to look at it through the lens of your customer as well as yourself as a business owner. In part three, we're going to be talking about Business Models 101, which is basically all about, the, a business model is basically how you create an, exper a prof an experience for your customer that's also profitable for you. And in part four, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, some models around things that we've been thinking about and observing about what's changed in this during the year 2020 and how uh, fear of missing out isn't isn't really a thing anymore and that we have two models we want to present to help you create uh, it's called layers of confidence and then another model we have around um, uh, the, the, the fact that we don't really understand uh, what's going on uh, in our world. So that's just kind of a quick overview, although it's taken two and a half minutes to do that. But uh, we just want you to, 
we'll try to put the timestamps in here. So if there's a particular, I'll put the timestamps in the show notes. So if you want to jump ahead to a particular section, you can do that. This this will probably be a little longer show. Perhaps we don't know, uh, but we just wanted to let you know what you're what you're diving into. So hang on. Here comes part one. <laughs>